cocktails, you know, shoot in the ass. Nice, too. That is fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we ready to rock? Uh, yeah. Let's bring it. You want to get a pump in real quick? I honestly, I'm going to get some push ups in. I think it'll help. Yeah, man. Get it. <laughs> what do you guys Bye. usually do? 10? Yeah, just to get a quick little fired up. Yeah, I do 10. Maybe I do the last one really slow. Maybe I'll do 10 slow, five fast, 25. I don't know. It really depends on the mood, bro. <laughs> yeah, for a quick pump, usually just that was always our thing. Get 10. Get it going. Yeah. Dude, it does kind of change the, the biochemistry a little bit, you know? <laughs> All right. Dude, I, was, I was somewhere with my buddy Sean. This is a couple months ago or whatever. Somebody was like just flipping us, flipping us crap left and right like i knew the dude and he's like all right why don't we do some push-ups like yeah let's have at it he's like oh man all right my bad like yeah i could do push-ups dude i'd be insulting <laughs> what do you think <laughs> we do here right? <laughs> that's awesome dude yeah it was pretty funny oh uh, all right we're ready to rock now <clears throat> matt's rolling oh matt did you hit the button did she already say it yeah all right, good. We got a lot in here. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Welcome back to another episode the podcast of the hosts here podcasting ted smith greatest podcast in all the land all the land uh the bottom square and he's gonna be on the hot seat tonight goes by the name of cop cop what's going on love to hear that honestly what's going on is i'm <laughs> down bad i re- i woke up to do this podcast and i was feeling feeling down so i was like all right let's crank out 10 push-ups and let's get after it so let's pump the stock <laughs> i mean look it's not the personal none of your personal like things just you gotta defend something that you're a part of now all right up there <laughs> corner, beating in from the desert hopefully it warmed up there matt Conner, the producer mctp what's up matt hey it's great to see you boys yeah it's a little warmer this time around it hit 80 today which is even for us for january that's pretty warm dude it was like uh monday was yesterday was like crazy warm here it was like 65 everett Whoa. hit a high Everett hit a high of, uh, was it Everett or Bellingham? Hit a, I think it was Bellingham. Hit a high of 69. Nice. Uh, it was just like, wow. Yeah. It, it, remember a couple weeks ago, it was frigid up here. So I know Cobb was up here in the area. Like Saturday, it was like a little, it was rainy, but it was like, it was, it was fine for January. It's like mid fifties. Like, all right, let's get it. Yeah. Temps were definitely reasonable. It was nice up there. <laughs> First of all, Globetrotter review. Number one, I did, boys, I was nervous. It's fourth quarter, the generals were hanging on, two-point game. But uh, this won't shock you. Those Globetrotters, they pulled it out, man. They got Let's another victory. go. Another <laughs> win for the Trotters, baby. <laughs> did, are, are there any fans with generals jerseys on? There is not. But honestly, <laughs> I, I was telling Jesse, I was like, I kind of like, I got to do some more research. Like, I don't know if they sell generals gear. But like I feel like that would be a like a cool like bit of gear to have. Like somebody'd be like, "Is that a general's jersey?" Like, yeah, man. Yeah, honestly, if you want to meet the team, I feel like you go to the game and you root hard for the generals. <laughs> yeah, like someone's <laughs> like, "You see that guy up there, man? Hell yeah!" I'll tell you what. Next year, I'm gonna reach out to the uh, Globe Trotters because I remember when I was a kid, there was a sports radio talk show guy. And he got to like play with the generals. And I remember the Globetrotters like just clowning him, being like, just make a layup. Because he, you know, he's like normal height, like 5'8, five, 5'10. Five, but I remember he got to do it. And then when he was done, he was like walking up the stands and like me and my dad were yelling at him. We went to meet him and like got his autograph. And he's like sweating bullets. And he's like, oh man, you guys are huge fans. We're like, we're huge fans. I can't remember his name, <laughs> is, right? But I was just like, I wonder if they still do that. Like, I'm terrible at basketball. 
But if they were like, oh, we'll have you in the game. We're just going to clown the shit out of you. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I honestly respect that you're willing to just subject yourself to that for like, I don't know, for the crowd's enjoyment and for your enjoyment. Yeah. And if I had General's gear, like it's out of respect for the Globetrotters. Like people would know. They'd be like, ooh, must be a real fan. Yeah, seriously. That's why I think it's a cool move. It's like rooting for the underdog. <laughs> Also, uh, do you guys know those mascots that come out at some events and it's like a dude inside like a giant like bubble suit? A bubble suit? Like an inflatable? Yeah. Like, like one an big inflatable bubble one. or like bubble wrap with a bunch of tiny bubbles? No, like the inflatable kind of mascot. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can like bounce off stuff and kind of run around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of. So the Globetrotters, there's his big G. Big G stole the show. He came out a couple times. He's like dance moving. And I we figuring like the guy had I, obviously the guy is moving around in there, but it's just amazing. Like he obviously puts his feet in the arms at one point and it's just like jumping around on one arm. Looks like big G's break uh break dancing. Like it, it was pretty cool. And the my and I took our buddy Jesse, who had never seen the Globetrotters. He's like, This is pretty fun. I was like, I told you, dude. <laughs> that reminds me of my college days. They had our mascot was they had, one of them was like a typical mascot. One was a big inflatable Baldwin, the Eagle. And yeah, same thing. He would do like crazy moves where like he's on one hand, like jumping, spinning around and stuff. Yeah, you'd see him like lay the whole suit down like he would just fall on its face and then like ruffle around for like 30 seconds as he repositioned himself and then like pop back up and uh and weirdly, actually, when uh, Ted was in Ted and I were in Houston, Ted met the former Eagle Baldwin. Yeah, man. <laughs> that guy was awesome. So, yeah, same thing. Like, I was just like, oh, Big G's the best. And then yeah. uh, what was he going to say? The other thing, too, is like I was explaining, like a lot of these players, right? Like they're big time college players that catch that end up trying out and making the Globetrotters. But like those general dudes are no slouches. And like. I wouldn't explain this to the children, but uh, yeah, they just reset the score. The generals were hitting a lot of eight point shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I wonder too, like I, I got to imagine they just swap back and forth, right? Like some guys are on the Globetrotters some nights and some guys are on the generals some nights or the generals. is like the practice squad, you know, I think it's got to be like the practice squad. Okay. Because it seems like once you make the trotters for that season, like you're a Globetrotter. Hmm. All right. That's got to be tough then being on the practice squad, wanting to prove yourself, but then also like having to lose. I mean, it's not easy yeah. being a general. It's not easy being a general, but you know, it's your job as opposed to like sure, a real, sure. a real game. But you also like want to impress the coach and be like, maybe I'll be a trotter next season. You know, like everyone thinks about the trotters, Ted. Everyone wants to be a trotter. Nobody roots for the generals. They need fans. Just saying. <laughs> Not till now. I will say this, though. I do every, I mean, I guess it's every few years or something. They let the generals win a game. Like, I would love to be there at a game and be like, holy shit, the generals won. <laughs> Dude, that's honestly what I'm thinking is like, someone's like, oh, you're a Harlem Globetrotters fan, huh? Like, pretty classic. You're like, nah, generals. <laughs> it's like such a ridiculous, like, what? Like, like law of averages they can't stay down for this long yeah exactly <laughs> you're like yeah god it's like being a fan of like a disney villain instead you know like i was pulling from maleficent yeah. <laughs> like, right. damn, well, the, dude that's dark right right <laughs> the other problem is so too it's like think about all the parents and kids that paid to go see the globetrotters and then they lose to the generals <laughs> yeah Hey, well, you know, good life lesson there, man. It was a good line all weekend, though. Like, even at the grocery store, someone's like, how's your weekend going? I'm going, ah, oh, it's good, man. Saw the Harlem Globetrotters yesterday. How was it? And I go, ooh, nail biter. But uh, yeah, they pulled it out. They got another win. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know me. I, I used that like three times on Sunday. Just like, yeah, it was a close one, but they pulled it out. Dude, when something hits, it hits, man. Did you watch any uh, football this weekend? Of course I did. Nice. Uh, number one, uh, Baltimore just choked. <laughs> I mean, 
the mm. second half, their defense was, was amazing, right? The Chiefs didn't score again, but I just think, I honestly think when the Chiefs went out and just two drives in a row and scored, it was like Baltimore's coaching staff forgot that they like to run the ball. Like L- Lamar just presses. And like, look, I think Lamar should be the MVP this season, him or Christian McCaffrey. But also, Lamar has a habit of throwing bad picks in playoff games. And for some reason, in the end zone. Yeah, he threw, yeah, a couple tough picks, a couple, you know, bizarre decisions. And honestly, the play calling was was a little tough to understand, too, from the Ravens, like you alluded to. I mean, yeah, it was a tough game to watch. I mean, it was a good game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then... uh Detroit, I mean, they just came out on fire. And then in the second half, it was like once the Niners scored that like touchdown and got a big defensive stop, it was like, oh, and then Detroit just starts dropping balls. And it's like somebody remind their sideline. They're the, like they're winning. Somebody remind their sideline. They're winning. It seemed like it just kind of got in their head and like they just they just kind of choked that one away. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, it is what yeah. it is. It is funny, SNL this week on Saturday had a whole skit where it's like the CBS guys from like the pregame show, like James Brown and Phil Sims and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And they like go to the sideline reporter or the, the person at the game and he's like all sad and he's like, this is the last real weekend of football, man. He's like, after this, there's nothing left. And so he's like, what about the Super Bowl? And she's like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you know, like Tom from accounting will be there and asking what a touchdown is. That's not real football. That's not real fans. It's the Super Bowl. And they're all like super sad. And it's like, what what are we going to talk about on Sundays now? We're just going to talk to each other. And the guy doing James Brown goes, you know what I always thought? What if the ocean was full of sugar instead of salt? And it's like, see, we're going to have to have real conversations like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Right. I was like, oh, man, that hits kind of close to home. I'm one of those people. Which is yeah. weird because, like, you spend the whole year, but I don't know. I just get so used to the fall being like, all right. So even if you're not doing anything, you just kind of have an appointment set to, like, we're going to watch some games. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, now it's like, all right, it's Sunday. I mean, we could still grill and hang out, but. <laughs> it's not the same, man. And that's, uh, you know, you and I always talk about that. Like, so obviously we've had the sad cast before, but the most depressing weeks of the year are, like, between, like, was it February 1st and February 14th or something like that? It's like the most like breakups and suicides or something crazy. And I think at least in some small part, it's like once football is over, like dip season is done. There's not really like there's basketball going on, but it's kind of like not anything exciting yet. Like it, it is a tough time of year. It is. And the other thing too, is for the bulk of the country. I mean, we're in kind of three specific spots, but like for the bulk of the country, like it's February, it's going to be cold as hell. It's going to be snowing. Cobb, you remember those those winters in the Northeast up at Boston oh, and Massachusetts? God, Ted. Yeah, like February and March are just kind of like, ugh. And it's and it's the truth, right? You get done with the holidays and then, right. You'll And look, I'm already planning stuff for Super Bowl with some friends. Like, what are we doing? This and that. And that's like another little holiday. But you're right. That's a long break. Yeah. You don't strike me as the kind of person who's celebrating Valentine or looking forward to Valentine's Day all year. And so it's like, that's your last holiday till what? St. Patty's? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, things get kind of fired back up at uh, March Madness. And then like, you know, like you'll have Easter. But by that point, you're kind of in the springtime. So then it's like, let's get out of the house and do stuff on Sundays. But I will also admit, I'm definitely a fall guy and I don't mind winter. This is one of the first years where it's like, it's already January. And me and Mike Hawk were talking about the other day. I was like, I'm ready for summer. And I know I'm too excited already. It's going to be a while, but I'm like, ah, I'm looking forward to this summer, man. Let, let's get some temps up. Yeah, Ted, I wish I could say I hate to do it to you, but I love to do it to you. I was outside today in shorts and a t-shirt, sunny sunglasses at 8 a.m. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, your girl sent me the picture from your deck on Sunday. I was like, God, that looks nice. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, right. It's warm because you're in Austin, Texas. You got it. Back on the block. All right. When did Texas, specifically the University of Texas, get so soft? Oh, God. I thought you were going to ask me about the border stuff. Um, I don't know. What did they do? What did they do this time? All right. So a few weeks ago, 
Texas lost a basketball game at home to an opponent they shouldn't have. And the, the guys on the other team started throwing out the horns down. And the Texas coach got real mad and was like, you can't do that. It's disrespectful. And then in his press conference, he was like, we wouldn't do that. We prepare to we, we, we're, know who you are. Know you're going to win. It's like, well, first of all, you lost. So maybe you didn't prepare <laughs> yeah. enough. So it's become like this whole thing that like you can't do horns down. And then on Saturday, they were playing at BYU and a group of students had white shirts and they each wrote a letter on them that that just spelled out horns down. And the Texas people, like the coach and somebody else, they went over and got them like, you guys have to take those shirts off. And I'm just like, what the Texas? You're supposed to be Texas and this and that. And it's like. We're crying because people are doing horns down. Dude, that's wild. And also, I feel like Texans are known universally for talking. Shit. Like, yeah, everywhere you go, be like, oh, I'm from Texas, Texas, like Texans do more advertising for Texas than any state I've ever seen. I mean, you drive through Washington, you don't see a single Washington state flag on somebody's lawn, like on their house. I'm going to talk about Washington State, the university. I'm talking about like washington the green flag with like the gold emblem in the middle but like you drive through a neighborhood in texas and like you're gonna see a good hundred texas flags and a few ut flags it's like they love advertising texas and they love talking shit about other states you know like we talk i mean they have so many like quote-unquote rivals that they like to talk s about i mean even think of dallas cowboy fans talking s houston texans fans talking s like now we're talking s to the u.s government you know like that's, to, to the, the Fed rallies. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm asking you. You're there. You're in Austin. Is that like, is that like, do people talk about it? Or is it just like the coach and the administration? I mean, a few years ago, they told Oklahoma they couldn't do horns down anymore during the Red River shootout or Red River rivalry. And I was like, that's a bitch move. But like that's- Texas is joining the SEC. You think when you go down to, uh, uh, uh I can't think of the, uh, God damn it. Oh, miss. Grove? Right, you right, you go down there, you don't you think they're gonna care? Mississippi State, they tried to outlaw those cowbells. Guess what's still at Mississippi State football games? Thousands of cowbells. <laughs> yeah, that seems crazy to me that like I don't know, man. I feel like I'm actually with you on this one. I like the University of Texas. I live, you know, two miles away from not even a mile and a half away from their campus, but uh, you know, it frustrates me even in the NFL, even in that Baltimore Ravens game, the taunting where like he spun the ball and like, you know, sort of like said something down to the guy. And it's just like, is this or like, is the NFL or is it not an entertainment product? Like let the guys, I want to see touchdown dances. Same in college. Like they're like, Oh, it's disrespectful. It's It's a game. We're out here to have fun. And like, it fires your sideline up or it fires up the other sideline. Like, that's a lot of the fun and pageantry and gamesmanship. Like, I don't think it's it's just weird when you just like hand the ball to the referee and walk away like nothing happened after a stadium of 110,000 people went baz- like bananas for a catch that you made. So I'm all about like all showboating, all taunting, all of it. I don't like the targeting stuff either, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks are on the field because <laughs> I think in college they are. I think in college, I'm fine with no touchdown celebrations just because it's like a, it's like an incentive and like, hey, when you're a professional, you get to do touchdown celebrations. And I love them. Choreograph them. Make them awesome. An incentive. Ted, is there anybody who's a college player who's like, you know, I really want I kind of wanted to go pro, but I can celebrate at this level. So I think I'm good. Keep your millions of dollars. Keep all the beautiful women traveling across the country playing a game I love. I got to celebrate in college. I'm just saying that's part of playing in the pros. It's a reason you want to make the league is like you can celebrate there. You can do whatever. As so opposed we could say to- the same thing. If you could celebrate in college, then wouldn't it be the same thing for high school athletes? Like, I want to make it to college. Then I can celebrate there. And that's more people. That's what I, I don't want that to happen. I like the college. Just hand it to the guy and go on your way. And you can dance on the sidelines. You can have fun. I'm just saying, like, ah, eh, for my college football, like, that's part of being a pro and being the NFL. It's like you're awarded that uh, that advantage, and that you're like, okay, you can do that. You get you get paid to catch balls. Uh, what did you? How did you feel about the taunting thing in the Ravens game? Do you remember that or not really? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is he tossed the ball down and spun it, and just you can get away with a lot of stuff. I think that to me, that's what drew the flag. 
because like you kind of know like don't especially on defense or especially on like don't do a ton with the ball unless you've scored i will also say this was it kind of soft yes but i get the nfl because back in the day that league even 15 20 years ago was a little more rough and tumble so i think that's all trying not to start a fight yeah, that's true. Well, the other thing with the spinning of the ball is it actually does kind of affect gameplay. I mean, like the refs need that to set it in the clock and everything. So if you let one of those go, you know, then like somebody could theoretically do it in a situation where it actually matters timing wise. But uh, the like the taunting, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It was a very soft, soft penalty and it hurt him a lot. I mean, was that 15 yards or 10 yards on a big play? Yeah, and taunting, like any of those judgment calls are pretty, pretty tough for, in my mind. I'm like, ah, you could have let that go on. Like, I get both sides of that argument, right? Like, sure. I would have been fine with it getting let go. I also get why the ref called it. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, every, every ref or every everybody on that on that uh, referee, like that team of, of umpires and stuff probably has their own definition definition of what taunting is. I will also say this, though. Only because I've asked him before, you know, Thrills Brothers, an NFL actual referee, like, where's the white hat? Mm. And he has a funny story about somebody in his family who's like, what do they say to each other? And he's like, uh, you know, it's a lot of F-U-N bomb and this and that. So it's like, we also don't know what he said to that guy. And I think sometimes in the NFL, there is some very choice words. I mean, hell, I was watching Get Up this morning at like 7 a.m., and they were talking to a couple ex-players and Mike Greenberg kept being like, but what are you guys saying to each other? And they're like, Greeny, we can't say that on TV. <laughs> yeah. Talking shit, man. I mean, you've seen probably on YouTube, like the mic'd up videos. They're so good. Oh, they're unbelievable. And some of those guys are really good at it, right? They'll do their research. They'll know how many siblings you got. If you're married, they'll know, you know, what high school, college you went to. Like dudes do their research to talk trash. Oh, yeah, dude, look at DK Metcalf. He learned sign language so he could talk trash without getting fined. <laughs> and he a shout out. Sign language classes. I know. Well, I found out he took one as like a random elective or something at Old Miss. And then he said he was talking to his teacher and was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should do this because it's a, I mean, maybe he's just trying to make it sound better. He's like, it's a community that's not seen enough. But it is kind of funny that he uses sign language to be like, that guy's my kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, are we going to talk about um, your nephew getting some press or no? Speaking of Old Miss. <laughs> so, he, so CJ does go to Old Miss. Uh, he was featured in a couple photos and the head coach of the basketball team was like, put out like a want it picture, Matt. It was like, we need to find this kid to get him like a prize or something. I thought it was awesome. I was I was super stoked and proud of him. That's yeah, so dude, cool. that's so cool. The head coach putting out a wanted poster after you were like that good of a fan. Like, he's like, I don't know who this kid is, but I like him. and I want to meet him. And honestly, like, it's true to form. Like, he's a Smith. He's a sports fan. Yeah. It runs well, in his blood. Right. <laughs> Trust me, you have no idea. I mean, compared to some people in the Smith family, just the cousins and everything, like, I'm one of the more low-key ones, and I like to talk trash. Oh, yeah, dude. I will never forget the bewilderment in your brother's eyes when we went to – I met up with him. Um, this is CJ's dad, Ted's brother. I met up with him at a University of Texas baseball game. I've never been to a college baseball game in my life. I don't follow baseball. I barely know the rules. But They were the current uh, number one team in the country. Oh, punchline gone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just the bewilderment. I was like, man, I feel like they're hitting a lot of home runs. And he's like, well, they're, they're currently number one ranked in the country. I was like, oh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, college yeah, it was awesome. He was like pissed. He was just like, how do you not know that? Like, what are you like reading in a, in a given day? It was pretty funny. Fun game, though. Dude, you have no idea. Like the Smiths love college baseball. Like the first part of June, it's like keeping up on the college world series. Like I know there's other baseball nerds that care, but like my family cares. Dude. Oh my God. I have such a crazy story for you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to tell you on the break. I'll tell you on the break and ask if we can tell on the cast. How about that? I'll put, put a note down. College baseball right. related. That works. Sorry. <laughs> it just it popped in there. I didn't mean to do it to you, to people listening. I'm sorry, but it just it might just be too. Yeah, I don't know. All right. And then one last question for this segment. 
Where do you guys think the term alpha male comes from? That's a good question. Um, I would say probably somewhere at some point in like sociology and the study of sort of like groups of people would be my suspicion, but I don't, or no groups of whoever's studying like wolves and things like that. That would be my guess, but I don't know. Matt. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I mean, it sounds that's like Greek, right? Cause there's also beta and those are like in the frat system on Greek row. Those are also just the words for the for the letters. You didn't mean the etymology? <laughs> well, all right. So I'm glad you brought up the wolf because there was this guy way back in the day that did this whole thing where he followed, like he like was out in nature and he wrote a whole book about the alpha wolf, right? And this and that, and it sold. It was I forget. I I'm paraphrasing as I saw like a video on it. But it was like the hottest selling book. Everybody read it and was like, oh, there's the alpha wolf. Like somebody's got to be the alpha male, like this mm -hmm. and that. So this guy later, like 15, 20 years later, he does more studies on wolves. And what he found out was that like these wolves weren't following the alpha male. Like he was just one of the parents. And then he realized like sometimes the mom's the alpha wolf. And he was like trying to disprove his own theory and get his book taken off the shelves. But people loved it so much, they wouldn't let him. And they kept selling it. And he's like, look, I wrote the book. This theory is wrong. It depends on what the wolves are doing at a certain time and who leads the pack. Like, there's not some alpha wolf that leads it every time. Like, it's just, he's like, it's just wrong. Like, I shouldn't have published it. And then it was kind of talking about too, when you talk about alpha males and this and that, it's like, just cause it's such a popular term now, but it also kind of depends on your setting, right? There's people, there's like, I'm sure all three of us have been in a work situation where you physically can take that person, but you can't walk into a conference room of a meeting and choke, you know, put a rear naked choke on some dude just cause you're physically tougher than him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's like kind of like the wolves. It seems like a lot of it depends on where you are and what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, look, you could be the biggest, baddest dude at the gym. And they had a little video of this. And it's like, well, what happens when he shows? Uh, oh, that's who it was. Uh, what's it? Adam ruins everything. Pretty good series. Yeah. But he was just like, right. And then it's like the big yoked up tough guy. And he's playing Dungeons and Dragons. And the nerds are like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. So it's like the social settings for humans and the wolves mattered on who's the alpha. But I just, I don't know. Like, there's just so much of that stuff out there. And then online, too, like, people read it all the time. Like, well, this is beta thinking and beta this and alpha that. And it's like, half of you people are little fucking that live behind a keyboard. So I don't really give an ass what you have to say. <laughs> That's such you know a I mean? thing to say. Is it? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm but just like. Kidding. I think you read that stuff enough and it's like, listen, like, so, and, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, I can have ideas where a lot of this started, but like, it's like when people go, well, I'm just being honest. It's like, right. You're being rude. Nobody asked you for your opinion. You just made a statement about somebody's, you know, demeanor or looks or something like that's, well, I'm just being honest. Like, right. But nobody asked you. There's no reason to be, you know what I mean? Like you just, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. I think it's been interesting watching the rise of sort of like the incel community, which is like the involuntary people who are involuntary, involuntarily celibate, i.e. like not having sex, not by choice. And I feel like, um, you know, the rise. Is that of, what incel means? Yeah. yeah. Involuntary celibate. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. So people that can't right, people that just don't. I saw a stats count cowherd said today that's like 50% of men in America just don't have intimate partners. I believe that. Yeah. It, and those numbers are climbing. I mean, also, uh, well, so with the rise of, of pornography, which I'm pro actually, but it's nothing is without its consequences. Um, with the rise of pornography and with, um, you know, the age of social media and how sort of the, the rich get richer in terms of mate selection. Um, you know, there's been a large growing and vocal group of 
uh, incel men who have sort of taken up the mantle of like what you're talking about, Ted, sort of the alpha versus beta mentality. Um, I personally think it's kind of a flawed logic. I mean, like you're saying, Ted, I think it's contextual, you know, like if we go to whatever, a pool, like I'm probably the alpha because I was a college swimmer, but like we walk into a radio studio and like, you're the guy. You know, like I'm going to sit quietly and listen to what you tell me what I should do. And so it's just right. we walk into the gym. Matt's the alpha. Exactly. And like, you know, you walk into like the 420 bank. Matt's our guy. Yeah. Right. See. And that, but that's because none of us have egos about it. But yeah, I think it's a dangerous um, and sort of false dichotomy. And the real people suffering through all this actually weirdly is women um, because Oh, man, this is such a long dodge. Men are getting sort of disenfranchised because women are outperforming them in school. They're getting more degrees. They're earning more. And women are much more picky when it comes to mates. Um, there's this great website called like, oh, God, I wish I could remember off the top of my head. It's like, you know, how how rare am I or something like that? And you put in traits of what you want in a partner and it tells you how rare that is. And guys try to match about... 80% of the things they want in a woman and women tend to try to match 97% of the things they want. So women are passing on guys saying they're fives when in reality, just based on a bell curve, that guy's actually like an eight, you know? And so it's interesting, but yeah, women may across and up uh, social hierarchies or dominance hierarchies and men may across and down. And so traditionally um so yeah it's it's hard to watch i think it's going to cause a lot of issues um like china's sort of facing this right now they have about 200 million men that will never have wives because of the one child policy and so you know the only way really to deal with that is to have a foreign war or like a bunch of um you know civil building projects which is what they're doing so anyway yeah it uh, ted you're you're right to key on to that i think it's going to be a big it is and will continue to be a large problem yeah, and just I don't know. It's like we were talking about last week with like leadership and stuff. Like it's just it's just such a catchphrase and just I don't know. It feels like just a throwaway phrase sometimes where it's like, you know, obviously a lot of this is like the Taylor Swift stuff and people getting all pissy about nothing. It's like, what are you so angry about? You know, it's like when you talk to somebody and you want to have a conversation with them and they're just yelling and screaming. It's like, right. I know you think you're sounding powerful in my head. It's like you you have nothing. You have nothing to add, so you're just going to yell and scream and be me. Like I'm not saying you're wrong, but obviously you know you're not in the right. Yeah. So I just think sometimes too, just like alpha male this, this and that. It's just like, man, that's a, I don't know. It, it just some people buying into it. It's like, dude, there's plenty of dudes, right? I mean, go go to a gym, go to a boxing gym, go to an uh, go to a Brazilian jiu jitsu gym. You're going to meet a lot of dudes that are pretty tough dudes that know how to handle themselves that are also still reasonable and sensitive on some subjects. Oh, yeah. And the killers are always the quietest, man. Like, those are the guys you got to be worried about. Like, it's not the loud guy with, like, big muscles. It's like the quiet guy who's just happy and confident. You're like, oh, man, like that guy snaps people's necks. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, you guys ever thought about, like... If if you could get cauliflower ear, would you take it? No, no, I would not take it. Yeah, okay. I just <laughs> that caught me so off guard. I've I've had the I've seen dudes with it, and I'm like, dude, that's that's pretty badass marker. Like, you gotta earn that. I don't want it, and I don't want to earn it, but it would be badass to have. Yeah, well, it's also weird to me that some people practice without headgear. I mean, that's how you get it. Right. I mean, that's I Jesus. Cobb, I was about to say the same. The only thing it says to me is I don't roll with headgear on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's a little more prevalent, obviously, with like uh, with all the jujitsu gyms, but especially wrestlers like, I don't know. I wrestled a year. It's like, just put on the headgear, dude. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm, I'm with you. But yeah, that's a man. It can look so nasty and just like, I mean, it's like a physical deformity. Cauliflower is pretty wild. But definitely, it's not the first person I'd pick to fight at a bar. I'll say that. Now, and Matt, I get your point. It does yeah. look. It looks tough. It looks it's an bad. alpha signal to me. Yeah. It's a what? Like an alpha signal. Yeah, right? Like, I, I don't even need headgear. Yeah, just if I see that, I'm like, 
I am not. I am not the dominant one here. Like <laughs> whatever he says goes. Just mind my business. <laughs> I know it's like right in Florida, like you don't need helmets to ride a motorcycle. And I'm like, cool. I'm still wearing a helmet. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a definitely. <laughs> what do they call them in hockey? Brain buckets. Put your brain bucket on. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no, hockey's wild too for brain damage. I mean, just all the painkillers and stuff those guys are on. Matt, did you ever watch that documentary that I was telling you about? about um uh the boogeyman i don't recall mm. maybe not then it was essentially about like the stack it was derek it's about derek bugard um the canadian ice hockey player who played for the minnesota wild and the new york rangers and it was about um i, I believe he ended up dying uh, but he was an enforcer in the nfl nhl sorry and um he just it kind of goes through like his life and the cocktail of drugs he was on to sort of like be able to take the ice. Um, he was six, seven, just a massive guy and just gotten tons of crazy fights. The fans loved him, but Oh, punched out the rise and fall of Derek Bugard. That's what it's called. Man. I might have to look that up. Yeah. Only 36 minutes of your time. And you know what? You don't have to look it up. I'll drop in the chat. My guy. All right. Have you, Matt, have you ever seen the hockey movie with uh, Sean William Scott Stifler? Goon. It is Goon. Yeah. yeah. That, Kyle, that's a pretty funny, good movie just about a dude who's like an enforcer and like goes back to the minor leagues and stuff. Dude, people talk a lot of ass. I love Sean William Scott. I felt like he was amazing in American Pie. He was almost too good where now he like hasn't been able to do anything else. But yeah, I think Stifler crushed it. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back with uh, some emails. What's Matt in the cop topic? All right. Welcome back. And as always, thanks to all our sponsors. Uh, again, don't have anything to taste test this week, but uh, I guess shout out to High Noon Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Mr. Cobb, do we have some emails? We do. Question. What are we in the golden age of? Not a positive one, but subscription services from st streaming. <clears throat> excuse me. From streaming TV and movies to music, food and meals, toothbrushes, toilet paper, printer ink and paper, new clothes, software or online services. It seems like every podcast or advertising driven media is trying to sell a new subscription for a new product or service category. Every business is trying to convert customers to subscribers to get that recurring revenue. All part of the insurification of the Internet and capitalism. I hate it. LARP on and all the land. August. <laughs> wow i mean it's the truth drops you off a wall it's like can i go to an event without downloading an app yeah oh the apps kill me man and i yeah. never look at them again ever like you use it one time to get the ticket that you wanted or whatever yeah right like this year i've had to like get rid of my MLB app that I had to use for all-star weekend or the college football playoff app. Like I'm not going to look at the college football playoff app until what next year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, greetings from the slushy shores of Lake Erie. Uh, Cobb topic. If you could give your younger self one piece of health advice, what would it be? Easy answer. Take care of your damn teeth. We were just <laughs> talking about that on the break. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got bad teeth from my mom's side and realized late in life that I needed to be better about my dental care. Like a lot of us, I wasn't a regular flosser until my mid-20s, and I love me some sugar. These factors have resulted in almost all of my molars having fillings and one full-on implant. It's only by pure luck that I've avoided needing a root canal so far. Shout out to Denton. Uh, thankfully, I've been blessed with good dental plans, so I've only had to get used to my gums being stabbed with needles. Uh followed by having my jaw excavated with high-pitched drills. Uh, and then this party said, read only if there is time, so I'm going to move on. I've had a root uh, canal. Sucks. Oh, yeah. Sounds awesome. Awful. To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Ted is not wrong. The Globetrotters are so fun. And Ted, if nice. you hadn't seen them with kids, even it's even better. I went with my niece and nephew last weekend when they were in Portland. The best. They started before 
black players were allowed to play in the NBA. It's evolved into the show it is now, but that uh, discredits, but that discredits the talent of the Globetrotters or the general, the generals. Also, not sure if you all know, but the podcast is a basketball booster at my girl's high school. Uh, that came about after a men's room discussion about owning random pieces of property. Attached is the photo of your plaque in the gym. XOXO Dom. P.S. I know a Harvard women's basketball manager, practice player who could use an NIL deal. <laughs> I still think it's awesome. We had commercials for Harvard and her daughter actually goes to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Boys, we are on the gym wall for the Onalaska loggers. I know. I've seen it. Booster. It's awesome. What? God, that feels good. Oh, that that's so tight. Dude, I could talk to Keith. I bet we could print out a couple shirts and send them to her and like a hundred dollar gift certificate to like Chipotle or something. And be like, all right, you're sponsored by the podcast. Ted, I feel like I'm headed down like a what's that called? Like, the you know, the Russian dolls that are all inside of each other. Oh, yeah. Like I sponsor Ted and then Ted and I together sponsor like an NIL, um, an NIL, like, I don't know, deal. It's just like, then who's she sponsoring, you know? And then she like, <laughs> she sponsors you were gonna a Make-A-Wish s- kid. And then, yeah, it's I thought you were gonna all say, the way down, baby. I thought you were going to say we're going to go all the way down to like 10 years or 15 years from now. We're just like throwing thousands of dollars at linebackers if you dub. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to be a legit booster. That'd be so I, fun. I always wanted to be an old school booster where it was illegal. And I just hand a kid like nice sack today and here's an envelope with a couple hundies in it exactly an envelope of cash dude let me tell you what i was hoping to boost so um an employee of ours is in a fraternity you know him and he uh we were talking about like trying to go to like a frat party right i don't think we talked about this on the cat oh no wait this was your and my idea what am i talking about we might talk about this on the cast how we basically wanted to take take over the front yard of the frat for one day a year and roast a pig on the front lawn like just like he- straight spit roast, a giant pig carving off slices, handing them out would have been awesome. That's the he- kind of booster I want to be. He would easily let us do it. Like I've been <laughs> to a party at his frat. It was dope. That's awesome, dude. That's uh man. God, that was honestly the main reason I wanted UW to win the national championship. Aside from all the great things that come with that was the bet. Those guys who put down $2,000 to win 50,000 to throw the greatest party of all time. I mean, we talked about it before, but trust me, Sean and I have talked about it plenty of times. Just like I just that that night in Houston would have been epic. Oh, God. Yeah, definitely. Um, So on the podcast, we were talking about like instead of having like, you know, New Year's resolutions, like a term for monthly resolutions. So term for monthly resolutions. Ted asked if there are any terms for monthly resolutions. Y'all nailed it. They are goals, challenges, trials, targets, intentions. One year for my New Year's resolution, I decided to try something or learn something new each month and listed out 12 ideas that I could incorporate. I didn't hit all 12. Some were a bit ambitious, but I ended up doing nine and felt really accomplished. Thinking positively is an abundant mindset. Believing that anything is possible, including great, amazing things, as well as all the awful things you're already ruminating on, opens you up to abundance. The more beneficial is practicing gratitude. It increases abundance. When you focus on what you have rather than what you lack, you start noticing you gain even more. It's a feedback loop based on what you focus on. Much love to you all in 2024. Michelle. Oh, and P.S. The Tao of Pooh opened my world as well. It explains the Tao in an easy and relatable way. I never realized how easy life could be once I recognized the moments of struggle and learned I can let go and flow instead. Michelle, hell yeah, I love this email. I was thinking that my word this year might be flow. And uh, I totally agree with you with like the whole reticular activation system and how we're sort of primed to recognize threats. Definitely the more you practice gratitude, the more you notice things to be grateful for. I was I did a little exercise on that this morning while I was after my walk. So I'm with you. Great email. Yeah. And sometimes too, speaking of gratitude, like bad things happen too. There's not always a conspiracy theory. And everybody's all fired up about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. Like Baltimore choked. I don't agree with them. You might be a Shane Strickland fan. That wasn't rigged. He lost a fight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Some uh... things are just the way they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It is what it is. Yeah, and I read something the other day that was like, people should stop using that term. But sometimes I still use it. It's like, there's nothing else to say. It is what it is. Like, all right, this is where we stand. Yeah, it's sort of about, why should people stop using that term? It's, I, I feel like it's about acceptance of the state of being, you know? Sometimes you're just like, well, that is what it is, man, you know? Yeah, and look, sometimes, too, it's tough, man. I've been in this. I've been on the other side of this where it's like, yeah, that was that was not good or that was a bad move on my part. And you just kind of, you know, I think if you accept it yourself and, you know, apologize and be like, all right, or at least acknowledge it to the other person, then you have a shot of moving on. But if you just want to sit there and keep backing up your lie or whatever and being like, no, 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 I didn't do that. It's like, okay, well, we're never going to get anywhere. Like, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, just, let's just admit what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's check in with what's maddening hey, what's good what's maddening uh before we get to what's maddening hey, hey what's good what's maddening check out with what's maddening hey, hey what's good what's maddening uh before we get to what's maddening hey, hey what's good what's maddening check out with what's maddening uh, let's see i'm trying to think saturday i worked pretty late and then Saturday grind. Yeah, this is the busiest day of my week last week. So, um, no kidding. No, just kind of stacked up on me, uh, and so it was fine. And then uh, I had Matt, you've go- worked in that industry for years. What's the busiest day at a gym? Monday. I always thought it would be Friday. Um, no, Friday has has a different crowd at different times but right. i i do feel like the jersey shore probably has a good friday afternoon crowd getting their pump ready yeah like even when i was going to osiris's gym like i rarely went in on a monday but i mean like i always planned out the hardest training sessions for friday mornings interesting like, right, now no, monday's up- international chess day huh <laughs> i always thought friday was the best day then you feel good like heading into the weekend yeah i i I think there's a whole other crowd of people that want to get their week started off right, get that early win. And like, if you follow both those philosophies, now you're at two workouts a week. How about that? <laughs> yeah. My glass is half full. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, look, everybody knows I'm a weirdo in the gym, not wearing headphones. But like, to me, the gym week starts on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you have your own philosophy, and I'm happy it works for you. Yeah, right. The Dow of Ted. I just really thought you were gonna be like, "Yeah, dude, it's Friday." Like I f- knew it, and you're like, "No, it's Monday." Like, all right. I would say so. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What did I do Saturday after work? I would have gone to L.A. for Grandma's birthday. So then I went over to my folks' house. They had just gotten back into town from Seattle, and the new clubhouse opened at their country club. So we went to dinner over there. Nice. And I had duck breast. Yeah. All right. Um, It was really good, but the portion was a little small for my liking. Um, I get that makes it look fancier presentation, but you know, I, I don't know. I like my portions. So, but it was really good. Uh, and then came did I did some laundry Saturday and then came home that night and then went back there to do more laundry before we played golf. Um, and then every time that I'm like talking about golf on here, I'm like, nobody cares. But maybe like one person does and they'll they'll get it and that's tight but i try to keep it quick everyone um (laughs) but also i did move to palm desert like i i like golf a lot um it just got me um but yeah no it was it was a fun round uh walked in three hours and had two birdies in the first three holes i don't want to talk about the other ones um (laughs) yeah right i still shot a 90 like which is what i always Every time on the first tee box, I'm like, let's just let's just shoot 90. You know, like first things first, 
get it down to 90. And then, uh, but by the end of the third hole, when you've already got two birdies, you start thinking a little differently and then reality sets back in and, you know, it's a tough game, but, uh, so you pulled a Detroit lions, got out to a big lead. Yes. Start getting confident. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was a familiar feeling as someone who was rooting against 49ers later. I was like, yeah, I know what, this, I know how this feels boys. <laughs> Did you see the big news in the golf world this week? Um, the big news. I mean, Pat I'm, Perez is getting a divorce. Oh yeah, is that this week? Really? There's a lot I going guess, on in the golf world. Yeah, I don't know. I just, but I did hear that. Yeah, I didn't know who that guy was. I knew Fat Perez from uh, Bob Does Sports, and what's I forget their other name. But like then I started becoming obsessed with Pat Perez. I'm like, I like his wife. I like her look. And like she's outspoken and everything. And I was like, oh damn, they're getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a couple weeks ago now. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh there was a lot of memes about, you know, him bolting for live uh, and getting a lot of money and then her divorcing him <laughs> within like a year. <laughs> that's not good so it's not the best optics i mean it's a good source of material oh <laughs> uh, i did see uh what's his name rob macaraney or whatever from it's always sunny yeah he was doing something with a pga tour and he like takes a shot and they're like following him down and he goes you know what the worst part about golf is golf <laughs> i will say though credit to a lot of those dudes on instagram and social media like they've made golf cool again like the country club adjacent guys to talk about like i don't know it's good for them the I, the biggest issue golf's always going to have is it's it stays kind of a i don't want to use elitist but it's just tougher it costs money some of the best courses you can't even get on because they're country clubs you know yeah. so it's like that's you know, it's kind of like uh, snow sports, right? It's like, why isn't there more like, you know, diversity and stuff on the ski slopes? It's like, well, you know how much it costs for a lift ticket per day? And then like, you got to get up there and stuff like it's not, I don't know. You can't, it's not like soccer where you can go anywhere and kick a ball or basketball where you just need a ball and a hoop. And these are just more expensive sports. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, sounds like a hard work at weekend. Speaking of hard work at weekends, I think it's about that time. Cub topic. Cub topic. <laughs> nice voice. Um, okay. So, oh my God, did I literally just delete it as I click this tab? Um, all right. So basically this morning I woke up at like four 30 last night. I went to bed at 12 30. Um, I, it, it really annoys my girlfriend that I'm able to like fall asleep in two seconds, but the problem is I like wake up during the night. Um, so the, since I woke up right before we did this podcast cop topic this week is, uh, what is your hack for falling asleep fast? I'm just always curious. Like the, you know, I hear about people who like just lay in bed for like an hour waiting to fall asleep. I always put on little head, like, earbud headphones and I listen to a lecture that I'm like kind of into, but I don't really care that much about because at first it's interesting and then they just kind of root uh lose me. Robert Sapolsky is pretty good. Boys? Well, I mean the quickest solution if you really are struggling is just catch a beat. <laughs> New Year's <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he never shies away from it. <laughs> I you're not I, wrong. I'm not, but I just, we, you started using that term. I just love it. Like it's gotten to the point now, sometimes I'm hanging out with people on Sunday, like afternoon or evening, a couple specific friends are like, all right, <laughs> it's Sunday. I got to get out of here. I got to go home, take a shower. And they're like, right. Catch a beat. We, you don't have to say it. <laughs> yeah. Crank down. You know, I got to crank Crunch. down. just like anybody else. Uh, I mean, if I'm really struggling that much, honestly, like I'll, sometimes I'll go old school and just start counting backwards from 50. Damn. Have you ever made it to zero? Unfortunately, yes. 
<laughs> and you're just like, well, I didn't just really see that one coming. <laughs> start over. The other one that's like, and I don't know why this is. I, it's kind of a weird thing. But if it's like one of those nights where like, I don't know, I'm just tossing and turning, right? Like, mm-hmm. just can't fall asleep. Sometimes I will blatantly just take my pillows and switch ends of the bed. Yes, Whoa. dude. I do that too. It, it can yeah. really work. But yeah. then I'll like stay on that end of the bed until I have bad sleep again and switch back. So I'll be like upside down in the bed for like a good two, three weeks. Yeah, I do. I do the same thing, but that's like my power move. Like, screw it. I'm switching ends. Yeah. Like this is, that's it. I'm, I'm flipping over. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Matt, any for you? Um, Sometimes, uh, well, I think when you're talking about that, like sometimes I'll listen to podcasts or something um like seahawks related where it's like yeah i'm interested i don't i don't care if i fall asleep 10 minutes or 30 minutes into this thing um and then i can do that i can fall asleep when the tv's on too i think there's just something about like background noise that is kind of passive that's uh kind of soothing and do you use the sleep timer yeah all right. Yeah, I'm the same way. If I fall asleep with the TV on, I always set the sleep timer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great feature. Um, and yeah, they have it on the podcast player too. Nice. Yeah. So um, yeah, but a lot of times I don't need, I don't do that as a means to fall asleep because I'd fall asleep pretty easily. I think in the summers here when I'm not as busy, I just naturally just stay up way later. And I'll mm. still wake up at the same time because it starts getting so hot. I'll wake up at six, but because I'm not as busy and like expending as much energy, I'm just not as tired at the end of the day, even though I like go to the gym more in the summers. So, um, but I'm just exhausted by like nine in the season, just like all the time. And it's great. <laughs> it's so nice. Just like, yeah, dozing off. Uh, and being ready for it. And so, yeah, uh, I think it really is a direct correlation to what did I do that day and like how much physical output was there. And as a trainer, there's just a lot of natural physical output for the entire day that adds up really well to tire you out. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. I would also say, too, if you use the TV, like the sleep timer, the, you know, any of the what do I watch sometimes like National Geographic or American History Channel, Aerial America, any of those kind of shows that are kind of slow and plotty, like they're interesting, but like I could fall asleep to them, too. Whereas like, I don't know, like sometimes I try to watch an Arsenal match at 430 in the morning on a Saturday and I'm just laying there and I'm like that. I'm not going to go back to sleep. I just got to get up and go watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> get it done, Ted. Get it done. Uh, all right. Next week, I recommend everybody have some food. I don't know what time of day you're listening to this podcast, but uh, we'll be talking Super Bowl. So we'll be talking some Super Bowl <laughs> menus and food. I'm already pumped. Like, uh, I'm hoping it's a good game, but I'm just like, all right. Let's, uh, you know, let's get out some stuff. And like you said, it's the end of dip season, uh, you know, just all that kind of stuff. Last year, we just did commercial food. So we got like a big New Yorker from Pizza Hut. And we got mm-hmm. like some Whoppers from Burger King. Cobb, I feel like you might have popped by for a little bit. I honestly have the memory of a goldfish with stuff like that. I'm not sure, but that does sound like something I would do. It feels oh, likely. I'll leave you on this note. It's going to mess with your head. One more thing. Go ahead. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, uh, email at thepodcast.com is where you can send our own Cobb a birthday wish. Happy early birthday, Cobb. Thanks, dude. (laughs) I figured I'd throw it in at the end. Like, the real OGs are listening (laughs) now. They can email you. They made it this far. We'll take it. Yeah, January 31st, baby. Do you have an app for yours? An app? (laughs) Yeah. God. Should we just stretch this out another five minutes as we're taping it and wish him happy birthday? Right? Or no, it'd only be 11 there. Only be 11. Sorry, buddy. 
<laughs> no double dipping. Uh, all right. Well, happy birthday, buddy. We love you. Uh, great okay. having you on here. And uh, yeah, this will ruin your head. But Ted Lasso is a liar. Goldfish actually have a long memory. So <laughs> <laughs> from CTP for Kamala Smith, this is the podcast. Cheers.